My guest today is 51-year-old Michael, who's known in the lifestyle as a bull with over 20 years of experience. He's been hosting lifestyle parties for the past seven years in the New York City area, including Hot Wife, Cuckold, and BBC parties. Probably not the BBC I was thinking about. He's going to explain it all to us. In trying to figure out his arrangement for his relationships, he told me he has a girlfriend and he has a slave. <laughs> what are you talking about, Michael? First of all, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you. When I say the term slave, uh, you have to keep in mind that it's in the, in the BDSM uh, context. There are themes of dominance. There are themes of submission. It's a, it's a vast playground to, to play in, you know, mm. as far as tops and bottoms and daddies and littles. And, you know, there are all kinds of things going on. And two of those components are master and slave. I guess the best way to explain a slave is it's an extreme type form of submission where the person who is a slave has this desire to have more than just the sexual aspects of their lives controlled by, you know, a dominant person. And that is the dynamic that I have. So it's not slave like I went somewhere and conked somebody over the head with a club. And, <laughs> you know, it's just it's a, in a BDSM context. So those who are in the BDSM world, they, you know, they'll understand completely what I mean. Those right. who are not, maybe it will inspire them to kind of do a little bit of research before they make a snap judgment. <laughs> Did I hear you say that it was, it's more than just a sexual thing? Yes, 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 absolutely. You know, you just have people out there uh, in this world who are more comfortable when they are in positions where they don't have to make decisions. You know what I'm saying? Especially like life altering decisions. Like it's much more comfortable for them to kind of have someone in their life whom they trust and respect, who they know is looking out for their best interest. You know, maybe it's someone who, who recognizes the fact that, you know what, I can be really impulsive and sometimes that impulsiveness gets me in trouble. So having this person in my life kind of helps me keep that under control. Hmm. It's more than just what goes on in the bedroom. It's, it's life encompassing. Very interesting. What does your girlfriend think about this? Oh, she's 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 all for it. I mean, it's it's we're, you know we're going on ten years together now, so we've all had wow. the opportunity to kind of settle into our position. And not saying that it's for everyone, but it works for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we're 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 happy with it, and we don't look back. Is there any interaction between the girlfriend and the slave? Not in the way that most people would probably be thinking. Um, their dynamic. I've kind of stepped back and kind of let it assume its own level. Over the years, it's taken on more of a, a maternal slash older sister, younger sister dynamic because my girlfriend is 10 years older than my slave. I'm in the middle. You know, I'm five years older than my slave. I'm five years younger than my girlfriend. It's, it's, it's kind of, that's the role that it's taken. Is there any sexual interaction between those two? Not anymore. In the beginning, there was. But like I said, as their relationship kind of sought its own natural level where their needs were fully being met, that's the, the position that it's gotten into. And I didn't want to interject my own wants or desires onto that. I mean, I have enough going on in my life where I don't have to, like, force that on them. I just wanted them to get out of it what they needed most. And that's uh, what their relationship has evolved into. Okay. Outside of the girlfriend and slave, do you have sex with other people? Uh, yes, I do. I'm a, I've been a bull in the lifestyle for more than 20 years now. But even though I said my slave and my dynamic is not 
limited to sex. Sex is a big part of it. And I also have a stag component to my personality where I enjoy seeing her with other men. So you enjoy seeing your slave with other men? Yes. Mm-hmm. How about your girlfriend? Is she in the lifestyle that way? Uh, she used to be, but because of some uh, health issues, she's kind of taken a step back from that. So not so much anymore. Okay. But she's completely fine with you doing your thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Let's get into this. You've been a bull for over 20 years. Like, How did that start? How do you differentiate between just a young guy living that wild life versus being a bull? Well, in my opinion, and again, there, there may be people out there who, who diff, whose opinions differ. But for me, the difference, because I've been that, you know, young guy kind of, you know, going to the clubs and all that kind of thing. And there was a large part of my life where I was doing both simultaneously. And I would say the biggest difference in being a bull is when you're a bull, you are primarily uh, interacting with couples. So when you interact with a couple, you know what it is, meaning there's no expectation of dating. It's not, hey, us getting to know each other and, you know, or we're just platonic friends who, you know, friends with benefits. It's not that kind of thing. When you're just young and out there, whether you're in the clubs or the gym or wherever, and you meet somebody, even though you may just be sleeping together, most times one of the one of the two parties has expectations. Either the girl is looking for a boyfriend or the boy is looking for a girlfriend or you're kind of test driving each other to see where it could go. Whereas in a bull dynamic, the couple is looking for something specific, you know, a third, and you just fulfill that role. And once you leave their presence, they go back to their life and you go back to yours. Although friendships can develop, it's not always the case. Are you providing a service? I guess it would depend on how you look at the word service. Well. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not like a, a subcontractor or anything like that. Um, but I mean, I guess in a manner of speaking, you could say I am. I mean, this couple has a fantasy and they're looking for someone who can make that fantasy a reality. So I guess in that sense, yes, I am providing a service. I'm, I'm looking at your um, web page and I see that you have, for instance, a private site for couples to find verified bulls. Well, it's something that's in the works. We're in the process of building I see. that site. It's not ready for release yet, but it's in the process of being constructed. Okay, so it looks like you're developing a business and you're making the lifestyle really your life. I mean, it's not it's not just something that you enjoy. It's now your work, too, right? Absolutely. Are you pretty open? Do you, all your friends and family know you do this? Kind of, sort of. Here's, here's <laughs> well, well, no. <laughs> as far as family goes, my mother and my sister know. As far as my friends go, I have enough vanilla friends from, you know, my childhood and high school and college years, who some of them I still keep in touch with. But all the friends that I've made in the past 10 years have been lifestyle people. And that's by design. Like, I really have no desire to have any more vanilla friends in my life, because as far as I'm concerned, I got, I have enough of those. <laughs> you have enough vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have enough of those, you know, so I, I, I tend to gravitate and seek out people who are in a, in a lifestyle because I know there's more to them than just being in the lifestyle. It's just, I don't have to hide that part of my life. Like I still have the same conversations, you know, whether we talk about movies or sports or politics or, or whatever, you know, we interact the same, we go on trips, we go to ball games, you know, we go out to restaurants, we go to movies, you know, the same thing that you do with your regular friends. It's just 
if they say, well, hey, Mike, how did you spend your weekend? I don't have to come up with some elaborate story. I can mm-hmm. just say, hey, well, I was with a couple Friday night or, right. you know, my slave and I went to a party Saturday night, you know, and, it, it, and there's no big deal about it. You know, yeah. so that that's the part that I enjoy about having friends who are also in the lifestyle. Yeah. Speaking of bringing your slave to parties, mm-hmm. um, like when you walk into a party, is it clear the kind of dynamic that you guys have? And do most people get it? In the beginning, when we were new to the area and going to parties, like we would get to the door and I would put her leash and collar on. So when we entered the room, people could see that. Uh huh. And the intent of me doing that was to kind of educate people. It wasn't to to make a splash or be showy. It was, I know most people had probably never met, you know, even in the swinging lifestyle or wife sharing lifestyle, I knew most people had probably never met a real master slave couple. Trust me, people had questions. People were curious. And I was more than happy to answer their questions because I didn't, I didn't want to be seen as a curiosity piece. I didn't want them to just kind of be standing on the other side of the room looking at us like we were weird or anything like that. I wanted to give them an opportunity to say, hey, I know you've probably never been around this, so this is what it is. This is what it really is, so feel free to ask your questions. Mm-hmm. Now, did, did anyone ever like think that, whoa, this is something's wrong? Like, this isn't right? <laughs> I need to help this woman? Um, it, it happened a few times. You know, there would be people who... Uh, we're not aware of it and rather just ask questions. They kind of made snap judgments. So there were a few instances where, you know, during the party, somebody would try to steal her away to the bathroom and have like an intervention and try to, you know, quote unquote, save her or rescue uh-huh. her, you know, from this life that she was seemingly trapped in, which we always got a, a, a good laugh in. And I've talked to other couples that are heavily involved in BDSM and, you know, it's, it's not uncommon. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, there are people out there who they just don't know. And again, it goes back to offering that example so that people could learn because so yeah. many people have a misunderstanding about what it is. But in, in their defense, there are probably also women out there who are forced into some sort of I mean, I've, I've heard of lifestylers where like it's the guy's idea. Mm-hmm. The woman is kind of forced into it or didn't realize that she was going to a lifestyle party, that kind of thing. So it's not bad that they say, hey, you know, woman, do you need help? Uh, it's just that you guys have a really different dynamic that even people in the lifestyle mm-hmm. aren't too familiar with, right? Yeah, but I guess my way of looking at it is how many wives do you encounter who are in unhappy, unhappy marriages? Do you offer your help? Do people offer their help to those women? You know, every marriage out there is not a happy marriage. Right. You know, so do people see these women out and about and say, hey, you don't have to be with that abusive man? Or do they, in other words, do they inquire about that? Do they ask a wife, if she's happy with her husband, do they try to offer her a way out? In other words, are there bad uh, BDSM type relationships? Absolutely. Just as there are bad and unhealthy marriages. Yep. You know, so that's that's my way of looking at it. You know, there's mm-hmm. good and bad in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain this cuckold thing to me. So you have cuckold parties? Uh, yes. I, uh, what is the, that? Well, basically what a, what, a, what a cuckold party is, is it is a party that is built around themes that are common in the cuckold lifestyle. Um, for example, you know, they can go to regular parties, but they may have to dial down the volume on what they're into because 
other people may not be comfortable with it. For example, something common that you see in cuckolding, not not exclusive to cuckolding, but it's a big part of cuckolding, is, is male chastity. If a couple goes to a regular party, the husband might not really make it known that he's in chastity because other people might not be comfortable with that. So they kind of keep that to themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I do a party that is specifically for cuckold couples, then I encourage the husbands to show their cage. You know, I, no, wait, wait, cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the type of male chastity is usually a cage that a man wears around his penis and it's, it, it locks it up. And usually his wife, who's referred to as a key holder, she'll have the key somewhere on her purse and she may wear it on a necklace. She may wear it on an anklet or she may just keep it in her purse. Mm. Uh, is that how you got the name of your podcast, the Keys and Anklets podcast? Um, actually, yeah, that is that is where the key part came in. The anklet more or less signifies like the hot wife aspect of it, because that's, you know, it's a common symbol in hot wifing. You know, the wife wears an anklet, maybe with a symbol on it to kind of show that she's available to other men. Oh. So, yes, that is where the, the keys and anklets came from. I am learning all kinds of new things. <laughs> well, that's what I love to do. I'm moving far beyond the pineapple and the, the black ring. Um, <laughs> so now anklets are uh, possibly a sign of, of a hot wife. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say that it's universal, but it is common. When you say that you're holding, for instance, a cuckold party. So you've mm-hmm. got cuckold couples that go there. Right. And I know many of them where the man won't do anything, won't take part. So who's who's taking part, Michael, the wife and who? And the bulls, you know, they're 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 the couples there. And then there are, you know, uh, single men there who fulfill the role as as bulls. And, you know, they interact, they talk, they converse. And if there's chemistry, they they may play together that night or they may make plans to meet outside of the party. Mm -hmm. You know, the parties aren't at least my parties. They're not exclusively about people playing. For me, they're just a way of bringing like-minded people together. And the option to play at the party is there. Not everyone takes advantage of it, but most people do. So then what's a hot wife party? It's kind of the same thing, but but you don't have the same emphasis on cuckolding. You know, the emphasis on a hot wife party is more about the couples interacting with the bulls without the cuckold element being front and center. Like no humiliation. Yeah. No not openly, uh-huh. Right. Not right. openly. You know, whereas at a cuckold party, you may have wives openly ordering their husbands around, you know, the husbands being submissive to their wives, other husbands being submissive to their wives. To the untrained eye, you don't really see it at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas at a cuckold party, a wife may say, go get my drink. Whereas at a hot wife party, she may say, you know, honey, can you please get me a drink? You know, just so that she doesn't appear <laughs> like she's ordering her husband around, even though that's what they enjoy and that's their dynamic. They're really careful about not wanting to make other people uncomfortable. Right. OK, we need to move on to this BBC party because, you know, I actually was on the BBC last week <laughs> <laughs> and someone messaged me and they were all surprised. I'm like, well, what? I forgot that BBC also stood for something else. What are these BBC parties? Um, well, it's an acronym uh, for, for people that are in the know. It's short for Big Black Cock. And, you know, in this lifestyle of various fetishes, there happens to be this fetish out there for uh, women and couples who enjoy taking black lovers. You know, so a BBC party is a party that is, it is specifically geared towards 
people who enjoy that particular fetish. Is there like a typical person who does? Uh, you mean typical as far as from a, a woman or couple standpoint? Yeah. Um, nope, not because typical. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen them come from all nationalities, walks of life, uh, <laughs> economic status and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, white collar versus blue collar. I mean, there is no typical. I mean, it's it's a little bit of everybody. Okay. Now, let me ask you about the cuckold parties then. These, these cuckold husbands, like if you didn't see them acting it out, mm-hmm. would you know, would you be able to put your finger on it? Oh, absolutely not. Nope. You, you can't. It's, it's not like they have a predisposition or somebody could say, oh, I could pick a cuckold out. You know, it's, it's, it's not like that at all. These, you would have no idea that, you know, this is what they enjoy. You know, another common misconception is that men who seek out this type of dynamic are men who are weak, who basically have no choice. Like, oh, well, if he was single, he wouldn't have any women anyway. So he has to kind of give his woman this kind of free reign because that's the only way he could get a woman. Mm-hmm. That couldn't be further from the truth. I could show you pictures of, of cuckold husbands and, you know, you'd be like, okay, is he a model? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay. know, I mean. So you know, it could be, it could be a man who in his, you know, quote unquote, regular life is a successful businessman, strong willed, all that. But in the bedroom, oh, he likes something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the case a lot of times. I mean, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these husbands are very successful in what they do. You know, they're, you know, they treat their women really well. It's just their brain is wired in a certain way that this is what they enjoy. They enjoy making their wife feel like a queen and a goddess in every sense of the word. They want her to have the best of everything. And that includes sex. Mm -hmm. And if they feel like that's an area where they may come up short, they don't want her to have to settle. They want her to get the best of everything. You know, and so, uh, you know, cuckold husbands are probably some of the most unselfish men you will ever encounter, because when they say it's all about her, they're not just paying lip service to it. They really do mean it and they live it every single day where it's all about her. Um, As a as a bull with like over 20 years of experience, can you kind of give me a, a list of the different situations you've been in? It's not always just another guy wants to see you with his wife, is it? Well, there are different scenarios because in my particular world, there's there's some overlap. Every woman who goes to a BBC theme party is not a, is not a hot wife. You know, we get single women as well. The common thread at those parties is that these women all enjoy, you know, playing with black men. And some women enjoy playing with groups of black men. So going to a party is a way for them to to get to have that and to get to experience that without going through a lot of hassle to get it. Everybody's in one place. She's able to scope the guys out and kind of vet them right there as opposed to trying to set up date after date after date after date after date. Um, So there are some single women that I play with as well. So it's not always in a couple sense. Sometimes I I play with single women as well. Have you ever uh, been approached by like a, a lesbian couple, like two females? I've heard stories about it, but it's not happened to me personally yet. What is the wildest thing? And I'm, I'm sure it's, it's always hard. It's like, you know, it's kind of like karaoke where you know a lot of songs. And then when someone puts <laughs> you on the spot and says, what's the what song you want to sing? And, and you can't come up with one. But what is like, you know, one of the wildest things that you've done in the lifestyle? Oh, wow. Um, 
yeah, you're putting me on the spot with that. Are you straight? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Meaning you've never had or won't have uh, interaction, sexual interaction with other men? I mean, straight in the sense that I don't find men attractive and there's no sexual desire there. Now, in a, a cuckold capacity, you know, I've had the, the term is, is, is fluff. You know, for those that don't know, I've had, you know, a husband and a wife suck my cock, you know, but in that dynamic, at least how I reconcile it in my brain is. It's just another mouth. It's, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> no, not, no, not just that. I'm just saying it's, it's more of a power dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like it's uh-huh. not, there's no sexual energy in it at all, or at least not coming from me. And one of the ways that I kind of joke about it is I tell the wife, if that's going on, I don't care how bad you have to go. Don't, don't get off the bed. You know, don't get off the bed because once you remove her from the equation, you're not into it. Then that power dynamic, that energy of the situation is drastically altered. And now it's something that doesn't interest me. Interesting. So really, it's something that you're doing to fulfill their fantasies. I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. Like I said, for me, it's a it's a power dynamic. It's a and and it has to be in front of her so that she can see what he's been, for lack of a better word, what he's forced been to reduced to. I don't want to necessarily ah. say forced to do. Sometimes it's forcing. Sometimes, but even in the forcing, it's still like a fantasy thing. It's still right, right. Basically, a mind fuck. But it doesn't work the same. Like that same energy is not the same if she's not there. Sure. So um, you've had group sex, yeah? Um, you know, like what you talk about, like a mass of people, like couples and yeah, like a bunch of, of people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've done that. You know, uh, group sex, gang bangs, trains. You know, oh, what's a train? Well, usually when people think of a gang bang, a gang bang can be a woman taking on multiple guys, but it may be in small groups. You might be taking two at a time. Some women are able to take three at a time. Whereas a train is more, it's still multiple guys, but it's her taking one guy at a time. Oh. You know, one guy will get in when he's done. The next guy, like a train, next guy will get in, he's done, next guy, so on and so forth. Whereas a, a gangbang, there's usually some kind of multitasking going on. Yes. Okay. Uh, so a train is actually different from like a daisy chain. Yeah. Yeah. Daisy chain, to my understanding, is everybody is connected in some way, shape or form <laughs> at the same time. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is, you know, a, a, a regular train. This kind of train is different from a from a daisy chain. Michael, you are just a treasure chest of information. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let me ask you. So, you know, you do all this. How would you feel like if your girlfriend was still into it and wanted to play with other people? Would you be OK with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we first started this, she was, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the way that I feel personally, just because of that switch that I have in my brain, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I couldn't see myself being with a woman who didn't want to play with other people like that's that's it's just not what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not criticizing other people, you know, but non-monogamy is just it's not for me. And it's not just me. It's for my partners as well. You know, so that that's just the way that I'm wired. Does your slave have sex with other people? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, she does. All the time. With your permission? Well, yeah. I mean, that, that, but that's our dynamic. Right. Do you have any fantasies that haven't been fulfilled yet? Mm, honestly, no. <laughs> really? Um, well, be, and, and here's why. You know, when you've been doing it as long as I have and you kind of have that dominant energy about you, you know. You get what you want? 
Well, it's not so much that you get what you want. It's that you're not afraid to ask for what you want. You're not mm-hmm. afraid to, to you're not afraid to speak on it. You know, like one of the things that I've often said about dominant people, whether it's a dominant man or a dominant woman, uh, I think one of the traits that's extremely important to have is you have to have this throw shit against the wall and see what sticks mentality. In other words, mm-hmm. you can't be afraid to hear the word no. Mm-hmm. You can't be worried about how it's going to make you look or if somebody's going to judge you for it or or whatever. And so when you get to the point where you're comfortable, not just thinking like that, but carrying yourself like that, you know, you learn that what is, what is a fantasy? It's just something that you haven't done yet. Okay, well, why haven't you done it? Is it because you haven't asked for it? Is it because you haven't tried to do things to make it happen? So you pretty much have done it all? Everything that I wanted to do. I mean, one thing I haven't done yet that I would like to do, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not a member of the Mile High Club. I think that would be cool to do, but- <laughs> Of all this, the things that you haven't done? <laughs> that I haven't done. I just, the, the opportunity hasn't, you know, the, the opportunity just hasn't presented itself yet. Right. If we could go back for a moment, when we're talking about cuckolding, is there a female equivalent to a cuckold husband? Um, there is. I mean, it's it's not as common, but it's uh, she's referred to as a cuck queen. Oh, OK. And I've heard that. I've seen that. I always thought that cuck queen was just someone who controlled the, the cuckold. No, no, that would be oh. the cuckoldress. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Michael, I got to yeah. sign up for classes with you. <laughs> OK, so a cuck queen is the female equivalent. And, and what does that look like? It's kind of the same thing where she's not allowed to do anything or. Well, well, that depends on their dynamic. But it, I guess in a nutshell, she derives pleasure from her partner being with other women. And sometimes it, it, it can take on the same subtle tones of humiliation that can exist, not always, but can exist in a cuckold dynamic. Mm hmm. Her body is better than yours. Her pussy gets wetter than yours. She fucks me better than you. Like there are certain women out there who, you know, they enjoy seeing their partner getting that, you know, from another from another woman right in front of them. Right. I mean, there are a lot more subtle nuances to it. Sure. Um, I've known a few. Um, I look forward to meeting more because it's something that I'm really fascinated about. But it's definitely something that I'd like to educate myself more on so that I could speak more you know, from more of a, not a position of knowledge right. based on what I've actually seen and witnessed versus a hearsay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. You've just got all of this information. Uh, in addition to all that information, you also have these fun parties. Um, where can people find you? Uh, probably the easiest way to find me is uh, through my website, which is keysandanklets.com. Um, and clearly you see yourself doing this like for the rest of your life. In some capacity, you know, um, I, I guess as the saying goes, you know, find a job that you like and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, this is what I found. You know, I do my podcast full time. You know, I have other projects in the works and, you know, I see no reason, you know, to stop. I figure if, if Dr. Ruth can keep it going as long as she did, there's hope for me. And here's hoping Michael continues to do this for as long as he's able. Thanks for being on the show, Michael. All right, next time on Consenting Adults, two married women meet and then fall in love with each other. So they divorce their husbands, get married, and explore the lifestyle having sex with other men. Some people prefer they want, you know, a penis in each hand and one in their mouth and one in their anus. I think there's and actually one in a the- name for it. We can shock her with this. Ooh. What is it called? Is it called... 
Oh, airtight. airtight. That's it. <laughs> That's next time on Consenting Adults. <laughs>